0: Lot Talk Radio Lot Talk Radio Well, good evening, and welcome to another episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. I am your girl, Adrian Misunderstandings Allen, better known today as Misunderstood Adrian, and I want to welcome you to God Got Goons. That's right. You heard it here first. God Got Goons. Is that you? And what are we doing? We're out here working together, and we are saving God's kingdom. Tonight's episode is the 1,819th episode. Now, y'all know I'm big on numbers, and that 1,819 is just all me, baby. I'm sorry. My birthday is August 19th. That's 819. So that Leo Nation is all the way good. And then if you put one in front of it, that means that God and me are coming forth tonight to give you a, a, a question. The question really is, sink or swim? If you'd like to call in tonight, the number to call in is 319-527-6091. If you feel impelled, please press one and uh cue the board, and he will let me know that you wanna speak. And then when you hear the beep, it will be your turn to speak. So sink or swim? you really do know that it's all about a choice and the choice is actually yours. So tonight I want to talk about what it is to have a sink or swim mentality, one. And two, what does it look like when you are sinking? And can you get up? How do you begin to fix your situation? Can you maybe sink and swim? You know, like once you hit the bottom, then you can start to swim to get to the top. We're gonna to talk about it tonight. If you would like to join me again, that number is 319-527-6091. Now remember, sink or swim. It's funny because I heard a keynote the other day given by a young lady and she was she used the example about the oceans and oceans are always rise and it was a real good metaphor because if you think about it everyone's always in something they say you're either in the storm coming out of the storm or on your way or or on your way to the storm you know so there's always something going on where there's oceans rising and 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 how you position yourselves on these waves are important so if you are like she used the example of Peter, when he stood on the water, there was a focus in the fact that when he stood and kept his eyes on Jesus, then he was able to actually stand and be on the water. But when he realized that he what he was doing and he kind of looked around so he could see if somebody was watching him do it, he automatically went in and he started to sink. So the, the key to that is to keep your eyes focused on what it is that you're looking at. And if you keep your eyes focused on Christ, Christ will always keep you above whatever the situation is and won't allow you to sink. So sink or swim. That's what I titled it as the question. All came to me because the other day I was blessed enough to be at a funeral. Y'all know I do a lot of funerals. Trust me when I tell you that everybody wants to say that the funeral is scary, but understand that the only promise that God gave us is that we will die. He didn't say how he was going to do it. He didn't say when we was going to do it. He didn't say if we was going to be rich, if people was going to know us. He didn't say if we was going to have money in our pocket or if we was going to be dead broke. What he said was that we was going to die. And that when we do die, he's going to come back, you know, get you and all that, take you to prepare a place for you that you know where he is, you will be also on the whole nine. But the promise was that you were going to die. So if we know this and we understand this, maybe we can start to actually focus better on the way that we live so that if the day does come and it is our day, It'll be a day, you know, where people will be able to say that this is what you've done. This is what you did. You showed your light. You were in your light, and you did what you needed to do. So I was at the funeral, and they were doing the remarks, and you know how they get two minutes. Everybody got two minutes. And it's funny to have two minutes because it's hard to put, you know, if you love somebody and you want to say something about their life, it's hard to put them in two minutes. And then not to mention that you're emotional and everything else. So what the man said was monumental, though. He said that the man in the casket was one of the smartest people that he knew. And that if he wasn't an addict, he could have been the president. Now, if he could have dropped the mic, he should have dropped the mic. Because think about that. He was one of the smartest people that I knew. And, and if he wasn't an addict, he could have been the president. And I thought about it and I said, you know, that's a real strong statement that he just said, because a lot of potential and intelligence is usually lost in the struggle of addiction, you know, and it prevents you from reaching the potential goal or the the out plan that God had for your life, you know, because basically we can look at all types of different situations, all types of people that could have really had successful and influential careers and lives, but because of the addiction, they weren't able to go to their fullest potential. So for the man to say that, he was the smartest person, one of the smartest people I knew. And if he wasn't an addict, he could have been the president. complex and challenging. But tonight, I want to see if there's always a way that we can overcome it. So, you know, I don't think that the statement should be taken lightly, and I don't want anyone to think that tonight we are – Looking past the fact that a struggle is real because anyone that's out there struggling with addiction knows that an addiction is something that is very hard to deal with in the manner of being able to continuously live your life, do what you need to do, and not completely lose all of the focus. But, you know, so think about it. Like, you have a talented musician. He struggles with the drugs. And because he struggles with the drugs, it leads him to miss performances or not be able to show up right. You know, so basically what happens is there's a lack in his musical musicality type of thing because now he's not able to perform and show up the way that he needs to for his people. Or you know what about a person that is really gifted that like you know any kind of athlete a athlete who gets gets hurt or whatever and you know they get put on the painkillers and then the painkillers are helping them ease the pain but then all of a sudden they realize that now they have like a full blown out addiction to the pain pill or the opioid and completely they're no longer able to achieve goals and no longer even want to achieve goals. And then, unfortunately, especially now in the world that we live in today, you know, you take a pain pill now, and next thing you know, you're, like, strung out on heroin. And it's really – it's a shame. But it started because of the fact that you were an athlete that got hurt, you know? Or, you know, the business exec who always – has to have a drink before he starts his day, when he, in the middle of his day, after, you know, a good day, he has another drink. Before you know it, he's a whole full-blood alcoholic, right? Now he's not showing up at work. He's coming in late, you know. So these are the things that can happen. And it's not like you set out to, like, mess your life up. It's just that that's what happens. You know, you have artists that are doing so much and they use so many different parts of their brain where they are completely talented and they're like, they can't finish work because of the fact that they're always, you know, needing to get higher, needing to want to get higher or drink more. And because of it, they're not allowed to... You know, like you miss out on so much other things because you don't you don't have the ability to share creativity with the world because it's always stuck in the studio because you're still, you know, still stooped over, drunken over, whatever, you know. Or what about the student who is really, really trying to do things the right way, He's always been a good student, always been a great, you know, great kid gets sick, gets hurt same way addicted to his medicine and then before you know it they don't show up in school the same way they their grades start to slack and you know they miss school and it but there's a lot of different things that happen when you make a choice and it's not so much of a choice of when 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 you're dealing with addiction it's not so much of a choice but you still have the choice to sink or swim you still have the ability to make the change that you need to make in order to live a better way in your life like there's ways that for some for some people just realize that this is where they are this is how it is and that's just what it's going to be but then there's others who know that this is where they are, but they know that this is not the end. There's others that might be dealing in the struggle, but they know that there's a better place to go. They know that there's more to this than what they see. Now, you know that I call this God goons, and that's because at the end of the day, I believe that we come from all different walks of life, doing all the things that we've been able to do. But through it all, God has always been prevalent in all of our lives, in every situation, regardless of what you call Him, regardless of the day of the week that you praise Him, regardless of how you pray to Him. It is understandable in God goons. That what we are doing is we are out here working for one common goal, and that is to live more like Christ. To put love in our forefront of everything that we do, and even in a person's addiction, love on them so that they one day won't want to no longer be addicted. They will no longer want to be addicted. See, I believe in those types of things. I don't believe that you can will anybody or demand anybody or force anybody or, you know, strong-armed people in order to do something, especially like breaking an addiction, because the addiction is something that um, almost like habit, because a lot of people look at addiction and the first thing they think of is drugs. Everyone always wants to speak of the drugs. Now, I know a lot of my examples earlier, I was giving you, you know, drugs, alcohol, opioids. But at the end of the day, there's people that are out there that are addicted to gambling. There's people that are out here that are addicted to shopping. You know, there's a lot of different addictions. And that basically is something that it allows, it runs you. Like as much as you think that you don't have a dependency on it, but you find yourself needing it or needing to want to do it. Now, I know I said something earlier about shopping, and somebody just looked at their phone like, what? Shopping. Like, I mean, if you are a person that is online at 1 o'clock in the morning, running through whatever the ad is and buying stuff, believe it or not, you are addicted because at that time of the morning, you should be asleep. You definitely wouldn't be in the store, so why are you shopping right now online? That's more of addiction, that's more of an addiction than the fiend that's on the corner looking for some rock. I just thought that I put it out there because sometimes we have a situation in in our hands and we're looking at it, and you know it's not me, but it's somebody else, and we have a way that we can look at how they look and how they are because of the fact that you know it's not me. But, no, I want the it's not me to understand that it could all be us in a a twinkling of an eye. So now, you know, of course, I like to at least keep us focused on what the Word of God says, focused on how it works. So I was thinking of the sink or swim mentality, and I was also thinking of the potential, you know, that is sometimes lost in an addiction. And I went into the Bible, and I started looking at stuff, and I was like, okay, well, you know, in Genesis about Noah, when it starts talking about Noah, and everybody knows God told Noah to build the ark. Noah builds the ark. He does everything. Then after the flood and after the water and everything recessed, the first thing Noah did was build the vineyard and got drunk. Okay? So know that there was a whole bunch of stuff that happened after he got drunk, he was exposed to his son, his son well, you know, one of his sons, seen him all crazy looking and you know, and it led to the basically the demise of the family because he was in a drunken situation now, if there was never that moment of that addiction in there, then maybe he would not have been exposed and maybe the family deceit would have been better you know, then he got locked because when Lot, after he left Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, Lot got his daughter, got, well, his daughter got him drunk. I shouldn't say Lot got himself drunk. His daughter got him drunk. And then they did all the kinds of sexual stuff and stuff with, their, with him. So it's like the fall in the a fact that if you allow that addiction or you allow it to take over you in that moment, whatever happens in that moment is something that probably is a loss of potential. Samson, same way, you know, everybody was trying to figure out where was his strength coming from, like, he, you know, nobody could beat him, but his weakness was actually the women, you know, and the fact that he liked to drink, and when he was drunk, when the woman you know, Delilah didn't stop until she figured out what was wrong with him, so that he could turn, she could turn him in to the Philistines. So then, at the end of the day, what happens? He loses his power because of the fact that he had a weakness for women, and the desire to get drunk, and like that, he liked that alcohol, you know, Saul. And we all know King Saul was situated because he was he was um, dealing with the spirit. You know, and of course, in order to ease the spirit, that's why he drank. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever noticed or anything, if you've ever been outside and you've heard someone that seems to be a little off, maybe, you know, exuding to yelling and screaming at themselves and they're in the middle of the street and they're you know they're going off and then you might look and you say oh they're drunk or whatever the case may be understand that a lot of people that we deal with every day are dealing with tormenting spirits and a tormenting spirit will just nag at you and bother you and basically is exactly what it is so what Paul what what Saul did was he really drank to ease the spirit and if you were to sit down and talk to people that are dealing with addiction, a lot of people are dealing with something, and because they're dealing with something, that is the way that they have learned to self medicate off of it. you know, so addictions and harmful behaviors can really impact how people are, okay because Even if you're in a position of power or religious authority, if you have an ailment that is causing you, you know, if you are addicted to something that is causing you not to have the full effect of what God is calling for you to do, then you also, you automatically know that there's some, you know, there's something, there's something morally that's not aligned. So, I mean, but I can keep going through the Bible because there was so much, like Judah. Judah had sex with the daughter-in-law, Tamar, you know, thinking that Tamar was a prostitute. Knowing that Tamar was no damn prostitute, but that's just what they say. So think about all the things that, the slip-ups, the, you know, the, the falling short. I call it falling short because at the end of the day, everybody falls short. But God still loves us all the same. Like, look at David. David was big, you know. Everybody knows about the affair that he had with Bathsheba and the fact that he got her husband Uriah killed, you know. Like, basically, he he was showing his weakness because he slept with Bathsheba and then actually was willing to, you know, not firsthand murder because he didn't do it. But, I mean, he sure did help. He didn't look. He stopped it. And he made sure that it got done and he, like, suggested that Uriah go, front, go first so that there would be no possibility of return. But that was all to cover up, if you think about it, that was all to cover up what it was that he was doing in his in his own addiction, I would say, or his own slip up or fall. Because think about it. I can I can look at the times when I have done something not in my right mind. I would say, you know, not anything out of the out of whack, but anything that is not in your right mind may lead to another situation that causes you to struggle a little bit more. So when it comes down to sinking or swimming, it boils down to a choice. You have the ability to think and do nothing and don't try, don't work at all, or you can start to swim. Now, I know I heard you, you're you out there and you're like, but I don't know how to swim. And it's funny because people don't know how to swim, but, yeah, you could throw a baby in water and the baby will swim. No one believes it because they're scared to throw their babies in water. But understand that the baby spent nine months in water, so he started out swimming. She started out swimming. So if you put them back into the situation or the habitat or where they are, they will work it out. So when I say sink or swim, it becomes really the choice in your mindset. Where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself on top of the water or do you see yourself sinking in the water? Because if you're sinking in the water, then you won't have the ability to think that you can swim. So when you go into a sink or swim mentality, you need to know automatically, no matter what is happening, you are swimming. Whether you are just kicking your arms and your legs, not you, you have not given up. You are continuously trying. And as long as you are continuously trying, <laughs> then you can honestly say, that you are choosing to swim and not sink. So now if you are out there and you want to call in, the number to call in is 319-527-6091. And you can press one and uh, I will bring you in. Now, it looks like I have someone that is actually commenting online here and on my facebook sorry guys and what he's saying is basically sinking and swimming yeah basically like i just said sinking and swimming is a choice and as long as you make the choice then you do not have to sink now there's other ways that you can make the choice to do nothing and then in the process of sinking Not only are you sinking, but now you are going to drown because understand that when you start to sink and you don't do anything, then you're just going to go deeper and deeper and in. Now, I know there's a person that's saying right now, you know, that lifeguard out there that's saying that if you're in the beach and the water is moving, don't kick and don't flare. I don't understand how that is because the instinct would say swim. Don't go under the water. Stay above the water. Keep your hands and your legs moving and swim. Sink or swim. It's, it's really become the question of how you want to do what you want to do, where you want to do it, and who you want to do it with. Because there's a lot of different ways that you can look at it, but people are being impacted by substance abuse. Because we are being impacted by substance abuse, it it really, people are not living out to their full potential. That's what I see. I'm seeing that there's so, it's now so common, you know, to use these drugs. So it's more common to have an addiction than it is to have a passion for something there's another sink or swim type of a mentality because if you choose to do nothing but get high, choose to do nothing but drink alcohol to the point where you can't do anything but drink alcohol and then pass out and go to sleep so that you can wake up and drink alcohol again, you are, you are making the decision to sink. So, If you are out there and you are struggling with something and you know that you're struggling with something, the best thing to do is acknowledge the fact that you need help in the struggle. That's when God shows up because of the fact that you are no longer thinking and willing and trying to do it on your own. You've now given it away. And by giving it to God, that allows him now to grab hold of you so that you can be held up and you no longer have. But there's somebody out there tonight that might not even understand how the whole I want to I wanna get up situation even begins. And it's funny because every night we're on here, someone is talking about how or what God has said to them or what it says in the Bible and what they've learned and where they've come down to. But it all started with the fact that there's a relationship that we have, that we have built with Christ. And in the relationship with Christ, it allows us to see things in a different way. It allows us to approach people in a different way so that, Even in the manner of the fact that you are sinking, I can reach out my hand and give you the ability to stand up and then begin to swim. Now, if you don't know how to swim, then that is why you have to learn how to swim. You either, you know, when when kids first learn how to swim, I think the first thing they do is teach you how to put your head under the water. You know, so that you can be comfortable with the water and being under the water. A lot of people don't swim under the water. They only want to swim over the water. But understand that if you're swimming over the water, then you're only going but so far. You're only doing it in a certain manner. And you're still subjected to the fact that you're not completely emerged because you don't want to get your head wet or something like that. You know that you're not sinking, but you are kind of swimming, but you're not really swimming. If you want to get some depth into where you are, you take a deep breath and you dive in and you go under the water and you simultaneously move your arms and legs in and out, and you can go for miles. And when you realize that you can swim, the one thing that you'll never want to do again is sink. And that's why it's important for each and every one of us to know who Christ is in our lives. So that the day that we feel like we are singing, we can look up and see that Christ is right there, all that we need, and we can start to swim to him. And like I said, there's a lot of different things that people will believe in. There's a lot of different ways that they were calling. There's a lot of different days and there's a lot of different worship centers centers that they can go into to actually do what they call worship but what we do is something called the call of salvation and the reason why we do the call of salvation is because someone might be out there and this might be the first time that you ever heard something like this it might be the first time you ever heard that you just think that you could sink or swim and that is literally a choice like so what we'd like to do is we offer everyone the opportunity to really ask Christ into your life so that he can help you, pull you up through these treacherous waves of life. And the way that we do it, now there's two things. We call it the call of salvation, but some people get confused because there's a message of salvation and forgiveness. And in that, It just says that if you believe it, you ask Jesus to come into your life, then that is what that is. That's the salvation of Christ. Now, the gospel, on the other hand, is that we tell people, you know, it's all about the death and the burial, the death and the resurrection of Christ. That's the gospel. If you hold on to the gospel, then you know that in the manner of you thinking, that is not your no all be-all because there is still room for you to swim because Christ got up out of the grave. So that is what we call the gospel. But when it comes down to that call of salvation, it's an invitation to receive this gospel and to respond to the message by accepting christ as lord and savior the call is the opportunity for the individual to turn from your sins that way you can actually have a personal and reflective understanding of what it is that you have done versus what it is that you want to do and trust me it doesn't happen overnight but the first thing that needs to happen is there there's a thought process and a change that happens and once the change happens, then your feet will follow and your body will follow. So the cause of salvation is personal. And each individual receives it in the way that they, he or she needs to. That is the blessing of the gospel. So in essence, the gospel is the message while the call is the invitation. Respond to that message and receive his benefits. Like, so have you ever felt like you were lost or separated from God? You know, you feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders and there's nothing or, you know, you're something that's missing in your life. The good news is that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and rose from the dead to offer you forgiveness and new life. Right now you can receive this gift of salvation by turning from your sins and putting your faith in Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Won't you take this opportunity to make him the center of your life and experience the joy and peace that comes from knowing him? And if this is you, and this is the first time that you've ever said anything like this, repeat after me. Dear God, I come to you today acknowledging that I am a sinner and in need of your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and rose again to offer me the gift of salvation. I turned from my sins and put my faith in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for loving me and for extending the call of salvation to me. I receive this gift of salvation and the new life that comes with it. I ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit and to give me the strength to follow you every day. Thank you for your grace and mercy. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And now if you said that, it's just so simple. You can tell somebody you need to tell somebody to say you not, it's not all the way clear until you tell somebody. Now, if you don't have anybody to tell right now, you can yell it out your window. I just received the call of salvation, you know, so I just asked Christ to tell my life. Like I said, it does not happen overnight to the point where you just wake up miraculously and. Things in your life will change, but the conversation in your head will then change, and from there, that is where you start to see the fact base. It's a choice: sink or swim.
1: But by choosing Christ, you can swim. Brother Rob, excellent show tonight, Adrian. Um, truly appreciated the word that you brought forth. And uh, real quickly, I'll go ahead and jump into the announcements. This is a product Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you listen to us online or via phone, uh, we greatly appreciate your listenership and support. And also let your family and friends know that Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we are broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. Whenever we do a live broadcast, we have a call-in number, which is 319-527-6091. Anytime you want to talk to any one of our hosts, you can just press the number 1, and we'll get you in as quickly as we can. If you want to correspond with us here at Purpose Kingdom Network via email, you can correspond with us at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com, where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a praise report. We'd gladly honor that. And uh, also, if you need a Bible, leave the contact information, and we'll see about sending you out a Bible. Also, if you're interested in playing in a Christian game show, also leave your contact number and we'll get in touch with you. And um, we also have a Facebook page, which is Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. There you'll see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, we do make make, uh, major announcements on that social media page as well as others. Uh, We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Also, if you want to hear any of our uh, shows like tonight or any of our past shows, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. You can simply type in the host name or the show name. You can hear that show in its entirety and at your convenience. And with God's name, God's blessing. We hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour when we'll have another rebroadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network. So once again, um, at the 9 p.m. hour tomorrow evening, We're going to have another uh, rebroadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network. And with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and I'm going to um, hand the show back over to Minister Allen. And uh, great show, Adrian. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much. Um, Y'all make sure that you check out these archives because there's a lot of different archives. I heard something about a game show. Y'all better get in there. Think you know do, if you know what you know what you know. If you know what you know now, come on in and get get what you know. Make sure you send your message, send you send your information so that we can have you as a part of the game show. That would be so awesome. Um, remember, sink or swim. It's really that simple because life is really full of choices. Ultimately. That choice is up to you. The decision is really yours. You can choose to let whatever current take you away. And you can choose to let whatever situation you're in keep you from moving forward. Or you can just really take control of really what you're doing. And chart out your own course. Make your own moves. Figure out how to move in the water. Even if it's not a a consistent stroke of some sort that they would call it as a swimmer, just make sure you're not in the same place, sitting in the same place, going under. For real. Don't be afraid to take the risk. But also... Be prepared to take face those consequences when you do something that is not of the right way, you know if you're dealing with an addiction right now, I pray for you to break the stronghold you know i I pray for you to find another way um like i I have to stress that it will not and it does not happen overnight however, if you Put your mind to it. You know how people always make the comment about people that go to church. They want us to be sinless. It's not so much that we are sinless because no one is sinless, but it will make you want to sin less. You know, because you start to put your mind on things and you start to see things in a different way. When you see things in a different way, you want to do things in a different way. I tell people that all the time. So remember, don't be afraid to take the risk. But also remember that whatever the risk it is, there's consequences for the actions. But keep on swimming. Keep striving. And always remember that really the power to succeed, it all lies within you. I want to thank you for listening. And until the next time, keep making waves. Keep swimming. Make sure you keep swimming. Don't sing. Swim. The choice is yours. See you next week. Love ya. He's a flair. He raised me. He I will, will not lose. lose. He saved me. I will, will not lose. Set me free. I, will, will, not lose. Lose. Me, I will, <laughs> will not
1: lose. Never want to see down. I will nah. not lose. Nah. He saved me.